Welcome to the South Canadian Valley Church of Christ podcast. Please enjoy the following study. Glad everybody can make it um, this morning. And um, as you know, we've been doing our family and marriage uh, series. And it started back in April, April 12th, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, the purpose is to build strong families and marriages, and also restore relationships, because there may be some damage uh, there. And I have a question for you. Do you think that there is a need to for this series? Do you think it, there is a need for it? You already are a part of a family, or you're already married? Like, hey, I don't, I don't need this. Uh, I, I, I've been married for this many years, or I've been a family member. For, for this, and they, I'm still going to the family reunions, so I'm still, I'm, I'm okay. <clears throat> uh, if that's the case, I have a stat here. And in this stat, um, what I'd like to draw your attention to is in 96, it uh, has to do with uh, recognizing uh, same-sex uh, marriage. Uh, so we're defining marriage here. And so in 96, only 27% of people recognize same-sex marriage as equal to traditional marriage. But as time progressed, we see that more and more people started to recognize same-sex marriage. So the definition is kind of changing uh, somewhat. So um, we see that over time in our society, our definition has changed. You've probably seen that with some of the words in the dictionary where once upon a time, like bad. Sometimes bad means bad. Sometimes bad means good. Sometimes bad. We don't know what bad means. So a lot of things change. So <clears throat> let's see what God's word has to say about that in Leviticus. Leviticus 18 and 22. And we're getting into the law uh, now. So origin. 18.22. You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. Hmm. Also in Leviticus 20 and 13. Leviticus 20 and 13. It says, if a man lies with a male... As he lies with the woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. So we see that that is wrong according to the law. <clears throat> so that's Old Testament, though. Some people say, hey, that's the way it used to be. Uh, maybe there's a change there. So let's see in the New Testament in Matthew, Matthew 19. And here Jesus is having a conversation with the Pharisees and others. Matthew chapter 19 and verse 4. And he answered and said to them, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer Two, but one flesh. 
Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. Okay, so I go back and I, I ask you, is there a need for us to define marriage? Because it seems like we don't have the same definition of what marriage uh, is. So <clears throat> I said this sermon, this sermon series started in April. And my wife said for me not to do this too much, but I'm going to do it this time. Uh, who, who was the first speaker? Who started, who started this sermon series off? <laughs> okay, if you said um, Dustin Gaskins, you would be correct. Amongst his uh, points, he referenced Genesis uh, chapter 2. And what he brought to my attention, which I hadn't really um, focused in on, was Genesis chapter 2 and verse 18. He mentioned how God created everything prior to this point, and it was good. But here in verse 18, and the Lord said, the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. So it wasn't good for man to be alone. <clears throat> and he mentioned how woman comes to rescue. So they're the heroine uh, in this story, if you will. And also, in 24, Genesis chapter 2 and verse 24. Again, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Remember, it said uh, not good. This was not good, right? So I was wondering, huh, I wonder, does God uh, emphasize some good as far as uh, woman is concerned? But then we have Proverbs, which is not on the screen, Proverbs 18 and 22. Some of you know what that verse says. He who finds a wife finds a good thing. Now, I'm already good with just a good thing. Are you? And it goes on to say, and obtains favor from the Lord. So you get like a bonus. You're getting like a bonus. So I see why it's good now, because not only do you get a good thing, you get a bonus on top of that. Uh, so that that is just awesome. <clears throat> So after uh, Dustin, we had Mike. Mike Hall was our second speaker. And amongst his uh, references, he talked to us about Proverbs chapter 14. And I like, uh, from a military point of view, he talked about subtle, a subtle attack. Because if you can see the enemy coming, you can prepare. You, you know, but... If the enemy sneaks in and low crawls in on you, you may not be aware. So Mike kind of warned us about that. And some of the things he mentioned to be on the lookout for was like um, some self-help books, uh, some advice uh, may not be helpful. And then he said even uh, our parents, that might not be the best approach. Now, all those things in and of themselves may not be bad, but if they are not in alignment with the gospel and the Bible, then they can be bad. So that's what he was bringing to 
our attention, and I really appreciated that. And uh, amongst those many things, Mike drew our attention to one subtle attack in particular, um, our inner voice, our own voice, to be careful of that. And it talks about that in Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12. Proverbs 14, chapter 14 and verse 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. So we can be our own worst enemy if we're not in line with what the Bible says. So I really appreciate that, Mike. And this next uh, scripture was repeated throughout our series. Uh, I think Mike was the first one to bring it to our attention. Psalms chapter 127 and verse 1. So regardless of all that advice, unless the Lord builds the house, they that they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. So if if God is not a part of that foundation, it doesn't matter what else we do. It's going to end in ruin. So after Mike. We had Bruce. Bruce talked to us about rebuilding broken homes. I tried to represent that here. And amongst his many points that he referenced, he drew our attention to Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 4. I thought this was very powerful. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 and verse 4. Bruce shared with us, when you make a vow to God, do not delay to pay it, for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you have vowed. Better not to vow than to vow and not pay. Now, we're talking about marriage and family. And I was trying to see. Hmm. Many people stand in front of the justice of the peace or the preacher and they make these vows. And I'll remind you of some of those uh, for better or for worse. Now, really, I, I think what most people hear is the better part. They didn't really the, the worst part didn't even register. They didn't even think about what could be worse. Also, especially what's applicable now in sickness and in health. They're not thinking about any sickness because they're like, we're young and strong. So I ain't thinking about sickness. And then this last part, until death do we part, until death. <clears throat> A lot of people are not thinking about that as well. So those vows are not taken as seriously as they should be, as Bruce brought to our attention in Ecclesiastes. <clears throat> in Malachi chapter 2 and verse 16, Bruce shared with us, For the Lord God of Israel says that he hates divorce. For it covers one's garments with violence, says the Lord of hosts. Therefore, take heed to your spirit that you do not deal treacherously. So we know where God stands in terms of divorce, that he hates it. Now, <clears throat> there's one thing to for something to get under your skin or, you know, I got a problem with that or 
I'm not okay with that. I don't subscribe to that. And it's quite another to hate. And then we're talking about the living God, something the living God hates. So we probably want to mind our P's and Q's there. But lastly, I like how Bruce didn't leave the house destroyed like that, because there may be some pitfalls that some of us may have fallen into. And it says that all of us have sinned and fallen short. So all of us uh, have come short of the goal. But I like at the end where Bruce shared with us in Matthew chapter 12, and verse 31. There it says, therefore, I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men. But the blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven of men. So if I did fall into that category and did some things that God hates, there is forgiveness for me. So I I really appreciated Bruce uh, putting the house back together for me, so to speak. So then after Bruce. We had um, Mark Woody. And he shared with us uh, single life and the home. And he referenced first Corinthians chapter seven and verse twenty five, amongst others. First Corinthians chapter seven and verse twenty five. Now concerning virgins. I have no commandment from the Lord, yet I give judgment as one whom the Lord in his mercy has made trustworthy. I suppose, therefore, that it is good because of the present distress, that it is good for a man to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be loose. Are you loose from a wife? Do not seek a wife. But even you, but even if you marry, you have not sinned. And if a virgin marries, She has not seen. Nevertheless, such will have trouble in the flesh, but I would spare you. So I appreciated Mark letting me know that, hey, it might be some trouble up the road. Might be a little, may get bumpy at times. It may not be smooth sailing. First Corinthians chapter seven and verse 32. But I want you to be without care. He who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord. How he may please the Lord. But he who is married cares about the things of the world. How he may please his wife. There is a difference between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman cares about the things of the Lord. That she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she who is married, cares about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. Verse 35. And this I say for your own profit, not that I may put leash a leash on you, but for what is proper and that you may serve the Lord without distraction. So not only may it be bumpy if I'm married, there, I may be distracted at times from focusing uh, Strictly on on God. And I I appreciate Mark bringing that to our attention. Our next speaker was Mr. Jordan Dancer, and um, he talked to us about building strong 
stronger homes. And he referenced amongst several points from Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 14. He mentioned, it mentions there in Proverbs chapter 11 and 14, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Now, he didn't mean just any old counsel, but godly counsel, Christian counsel. That's why we have elders. Uh, that's why you have those that are to your left and right. You can go to them with your questions. And see what their take, what their position is on it. And Jordan also shared with us from Romans chapter 5 and verse 8. And I really love this. I, I really love this. <clears throat> but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So let me give you a little bit of application there. Um, so I'm, I'm in a relationship. My wife and I, let's say I'm trying to do good and she's doing bad or vice versa. What I get from what Jordan shared with me, is it doesn't matter how I'm treated. I'm supposed to be just like God was while we were sinners, while we were against him, while we were treating him as I don't know, just with no regard. He still loved us and died for us while we were in our sins. So. After Jordan, who was the next speaker? <laughs> that would be me. That would bring us to today. Let's, you, you may not have been following our series. So today um, I'd like to. Uh, if you will, I know we haven't been watching sports. So those that are sports fans, it's kind of like right now we're in a huddle and we're going to talk about the play and the plan. We've already kind of went over it. Uh, big world view. So we're going to drill it down to just your role, whatever position you are. If you're a cornerback or if you're the center, if you're the quarterback. So based on your position, that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's start with uh, children. Let's say in the huddle. Let's say I'm a child. What is my role in God's plan in building this stronger family and this stronger marriage. How can I contribute? Well, there's guidance for me. There's guidance for me in Ephesians chapter six and verse one. Ephesians chapter six and verse one. And I really like this one, too. You get some bonuses in here. Ephesians chapter six and verse one. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Got some bonuses in there. It says may be well with you and may live long on the earth. So I'm thinking the opposite is true as well. If I don't, if I go against this, I don't get any of those bonuses. It may not be well with me. And my time, instead of long, may be short. So just kind of keep that in mind. That's, that's the playbook for you if you're, a ch if you're a child 
here. That's what you should do. So let's say you're in the huddle and you're a single person. What's your role? If you're a single person, what would I what does the playbook say? In 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 18, it has your play. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 18. It says for you to flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So keep the temple. Keep the temple pure, clean. So let's say you're a wife and you're in the huddle. What's. What's your play? What play are you running? Well, Bruce shared that with us. Um, and Bruce, I really appreciate the uh, reading from Ephesians chapter 5 and 22. And it talks about there how you are to interact uh, with your husband. What kind of relationship you're supposed to have. And Bruce also laid out the plan and the playbook for the husbands, what we're to do. And I think about what the husbands are supposed to do, what Christ did for the church. I'm thinking you can sum it up with one word, everything. Christ did everything. So let me define everything for you. Dishes, sweeping, dusting, everything. When they're sick, everything. Not returning uh, sharp words. Uh, being kind, bearing all, everything. So tall order. And I, I was comparing that, you know, because I was thinking at first from the wife's point of view, man, submit. But I'm, I'm thinking, okay, submit. Everything. <laughs> um, hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we know what the wife should be doing. We know what the husband sh should do. We know what the children uh, should do. Now, Mike shared with us the small threats to the marriage and family. Bruce shared with us uh, big things. And I just want to reiterate uh, the big things that Bruce uh, mentioned. <clears throat> In Mark chapter 10 and verse 2, one of the big things that can threaten a marriage, family, and I'm I was raised in a broken home. My mom and uh, dad divorced, and it was like night and day. Um, I was four years old when they got divorced, kind of back, similar background to Bruce. And prior to that, my dad had a very good job. Um, he worked on trains, welding the tanks that hold the oil. So back in the 70s, that type of job, it paid pretty well, just in case you're wondering. And my mom worked at Sunbeam factory uh, worker doing putting together toasters, irons, that kind of stuff. So they did very well. Um, if I wanted something as a child, I had it um, every day. 
Once they got a divorce, it was like night and day. Uh, I went from that to we didn't even have indoor plumbing. So can you can you imagine? So my point is, that's the impact that divorce can have on the marriage, the children, the family. Crushing. It can be devastating. I know it was to me. <clears throat> Mark chapter 10 and verse 2. The Pharisees came and asked him, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? Testing him. And he answered and said to them, what did Moses command you? They said Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and to dismiss her. And Jesus answered and said to them, because of the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this precept. But from the beginning of creation, once again, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his mother and father and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. And remember in Malachi what it said, Malachi 2.16, God um, hates uh, divorce. Mark chapter 10 and verse 10, in the house of his disciples, in the house, his disciples also asked him again about the same matter. And he said to them, whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if a woman divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. So my point there is not only is it crushing to the family, to the marriage, but it can contribute to even more sin. It gets worse. I see why God doesn't want us to travel that road at all. I'm so thankful that we have the God that we do, though, that died for us, that loves us so much. And his love for us is not contingent upon our behavior. Aren't you glad about that? How inconsistent your behavior is or my behavior, how inconsistent it is. I'm glad that God doesn't waver in his love for us. So if you're listening and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and don't have a relationship with him. Or maybe have you been unfaithful in your relationship with Christ? Or do you need the prayers of the church? If you fall into any of those categories, uh, for those that are listening online, uh, please feel free to contact the elders. We have our webpage. Please reach out. So if you fall into any of those categories, and if you're here physically, please come forward. Take a seat on the front pew as we stand and sing the song of invitation. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. For further information about our church, please go to normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com.